0: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The beer is cold
1: and the wings are hot. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Vitaglia on the
2: Sports Leader 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. All right, you're back in the sports bar. It's Danger and Bataglia. And if you'll indulge me, allow me to geek out a little bit here because childhood me would never have a, in a million years believed we would have the opportunity to talk to a guy I idolized growing up. Hall of Famer, former Chicago Bears middle linebacker, Mike Singletary, joining us now in the sports bar. Mike, how are you this afternoon?
3: I'm doing very well. How are you doing?
1: Mike, uh, it's, Privilege to have you on, and we're excited to have you coming into town. Uh, coming up Thursday, the 28th, it's the Open Door Missions Hope Lives Breakfast at the Double Tree on Jefferson Road. We'll tell folks uh, about that, but uh, gosh, since uh, tell us about how life has treated you last time we saw you, it was coaching on the sidelines.
3: Well, you know, life is, is always good, you know, I, I think, um. You know, everything doesn't go exactly the way you want it, but uh, as long as I get up another day, I, I'm excited. My family is great. Um, uh, my wife is fantastic, and all is well. I got, uh, I got no problems, and I, I, I'm thankful for everything I have.
2: Mike, uh, we know that in, in more recent years here, you, you've increased your commitment to raising the quality of life for the underserved and underprivileged communities. What brought you now to this ever important mission? And I'm sure it's some of what we'll hear when you uh, come to town here in a couple of weeks.
3: Well, I, I, I really do uh, believe that, um, you know, as our world continues to, to move forward, there's so many different things, so many distractions and, and, um, you know, there's just a lot of people that get left behind. And I, I think it's so important that, um, we who um, are the American people and, and have the American spirit, we, we, we need to do as much as we can to help those people and not really be concerned with how they got there, but um, to really do everything that we can to help them um, live better and, and be better and, and um, raise their kids and families just like anybody else.
1: So, Mike, we we know you from being a player. We remember you as a coach. And now this is your third act. Is this your most important mission to date, would you say?
3: Well, you know, um, in all honesty, everything that I've ever done, it has always had the appeal to do something for somebody else. You know, even playing as a football player, um, being able to, uh, whatever game I, I played really well, whatever season, whatever, um, being able to make sure that I visit the hospital, visit the, the nursing home, visit the uh, the people that are less fortunate, and uh, always giving back. So even though I was doing something different, um, even as a coach, you know, being able to to help the young men, you know, it's it's one thing to win games. Uh, that's that's good. But to win games and at the same time win lives, that is the ultimate prize. And so to me, that that's what coaching uh, was all about for me. So I just continue to move forward. And, and now uh, it's just having a chance to make a difference in, in, uh, in the lives of, of people in a different way. So I'm very excited about where I'm at and and what the Lord is allowing me to do.
2: Mike Singletary is a Hall of Famer, Bears legendary middle linebacker. He's going to be in town in two weeks. Thursday, September 28th at the Open Door Mission, Hope Lives Breakfast at the Doubletree on Jefferson Road. And just hearing you talk about this current chapter of your life, Mike, it it sure sounds like you've continued this purpose that you've had even from when you were a player. Talk about how hard it was from being a player to then becoming a coach and now to, to where you are now. In finding that purpose because we know how hard it can be for former NFL players once they're done playing or coaching to find that purpose. And, and I don't have to tell you, you've had teammates who've lost their lives after struggling from, from playing the game for at a high level for many years.
3: Well, I, I think, uh, you know, one of the most important thing uh, in life is uh, to be able to, to know what your purpose is. And always be able to tap into that purpose. Uh, there are so many times in life that um, we can get off track and believe, hey, you know, football is, is my purpose. Uh, football is a means to my purpose. It, it, it kind of um, it, it's running parallel to what my purpose is. But I always believe that my purpose is, is to make a difference. My purpose is to make the lives of somebody else better. Uh, my, my purpose in whatever I'm doing, the end result is making sure that I'm a light. Uh, I'm a light for others that uh, the light's pretty dim. And um, that to me is is the ultimate purpose in all of what we're doing.
1: Mike Singletary will be in town on the 28th. It's the Open Door Mission's Hope Lives breakfast at the Doubletree on on Jefferson Road. Mike, as far as you and your former teammates, how much do you keep in touch with them? And I'd love to ask you specifically about Juan, because we saw him as the defensive corner last year in Buffalo. And at the time, we're thinking, why hasn't Leslie Frazier gotten an opportunity once again to be a head coach in this league? And, and and now he's out of work for a team that went won thirteen games last year. Have, do you keep in touch with Leslie Frazier at all?
3: We talk from time to time, and I, I think um, you know Leslie is like a, a, a lot of coaches uh, in the league that that uh, want to become head coaches and, and uh, in this league. And, and as you know, it's a very difficult task, um, particularly seemingly for African Americans. And I, I think that. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's life. And I, I think that uh, Leslie, like anybody else, you know, we just have to continue to move forward. We have to continue to um, do the best that we that we can and, and not uh, sit back and mope about it and all these other things. We know that it's an issue. We just have to figure out what we need to do to make it work and what we need to do to make it happen. So um, I, I'm sure, uh, you know, Leslie understands that. He knows that. And, um, but we just have to continue to move forward.
2: Mike, your time as a player with the Bears is well documented. I mean, the 85 Bears are, are one of the most legendary, if not the most legendary team in NFL history. And so we kind of know a lot of what happened during that run when you were there as, as the team's middle linebacker and future Hall of Famer. We also know your time as a head coach. That was pretty well documented as well. It, it came at a time where social media wasn't quite prevalent, but it was starting to kind of emerge and, and people were getting this access that they didn't have before. What I don't know enough about and, and what i'd love to learn more about And talking to you is your football journey your football journey and, and what led you to the nfl everything that led to you becoming the man that you were the player that you were for that legendary team in chicago
3: well i i um you know as a kid you know it's, it's, it's a long story i'll chop it up really quick but uh just being able to um love the game of football early on knowing that um wondering if I'd ever have a chance to play because I was Pentecostal and Pentecostal religion doesn't allow us to play sports. So being able to have a dream and, and, um, you know, when my mom and dad divorced when I was 12, I was able to play. My mom let me play and, and, um, you know, I wasn't, um, a standout right away. It took several years before I developed. I just continued to work at it, continue to be the best that I possibly could. And, and just de- developed a vision, um, and a passion to, uh, to be the very best that I possibly could. And, you know, that drive and, and, um, that, uh, uh excitement, um, intensity was able to, to take me, um, where I wanted to go. And I am very fortunate, um, that the Lord was, was faithful in, in my journey. And, um, I, I truly believed as a kid that I could do anything. Uh, my mom taught me that and, uh, from the Bible, and um, that um, there's nothing that we can't do. And so uh, for me, that, that was something that uh, became a reality as I continued to work at it and, and uh, pray and, and believe.
1: Mike, I remember when you were the coach of the Niners and it was that you, you won an ugly game in Buffalo, I recall, and it and there you were in the post-game press conference and you had the cross uh right there on display and um you talking about this sort of thing. What role did faith give you uh in your development as a man, as a coach and to where you are now?
3: Faith um know my my faith is is everything i i don't um i don't see how one can can get up in the morning and go outside of the house uh without faith uh these days i i just think that is is so important to to know that there's something outside of myself not that i'm this weakling not that i'm afraid not that oh i need something you know more no it's just um it's just knowing that uh, this world that we live in, somebody created it, and I believe it's God, and I, I believe that he created something in us very special, and a lot of people try to um, snuff it out before we ever figure out what it is, and, uh, but it's so important to find out who we are from our maker and uh, understand that we can become everything that he created us to be. And we don't have to live lives that, that we live in fear and, and live, live lives that uh, come short of what we're really capable of. And so um, I, I'm just excited to, to know that, that God exists and, and he lives in me. And, and I'm striving to do everything I can every day to make sure that others can see that light in me and um, can grasp and, and it can open their eyes. Um, to what's really possible.
2: Mike, I want to talk a little bit about the game uh, because you have been on the front lines of it as it changed. I mean, from the time you were a player to the time you became a coach to where it is today. Is the game better today than it was when you were playing in the mid-80s?
3: Um, you know, that that's a trick question. <laughs> Depends on who you ask. If you ask the quarterback, the quarterback will say, oh, man. The game is so much better. It is so much better. If if you ask the cornerback, uh the cornerback's gonna say, heck no, this game is not better. This yeah, they're killing me out here. Uh you you can touch the guy for five yards and you can't touch him again until he's in the end zone. Um so yeah, it it the, the game has changed for the better, uh, overall. It's not as physical, not as um um, you know, silly penalties and, and roughing the passer and those kinds of things, knee injury, uh, hits that were just unnecessary and silly. Yeah. That that's the game has gotten so much cleaner, so much better. But I, I, I do believe that, um, and I really do believe this as, as a quarterback, when you can play till you're 35, 40 years old, um, you know, um, Something's wrong. I I, I think that uh, football is not soccer. Uh, they, you know, it's not even rugby, but it's it's football, and that means that it's physical. It's a contact sport, and um, I I just think that uh, all of the other positions are at risk. Um, so I I just think that everybody, all eleven, on both sides of the ball, should should be under the same guys as as hey. It's going to be physical. Uh, You're going to get hit. Um, Anything that's outside of the lines, we need to call it. And uh, I I understand, yes, the game is better. Uh, But uh, certainly there are some rules that uh, they need to tighten up on.
1: There's a story here in the last day where the new head of the NFLPA is saying, wait, if we can put in grass for world cup soccer games why don't we do this for football and for folks who don't remember maybe too young soldier field back in the day danger remember was, this turf it was artificial turf i mean I, w- would you be feeling better today mike had you been playing on grass your entire career
3: well you know what's interesting is is that uh, soldier fuel was grass for yep. uh, a bit um and uh, then they changed it to turf and and um so yeah, it, <laughs> I remember going out there when it was uh, snowing, when the um, when the um, uh, ice was on the uh, the turf, and I tell you what, it was like walking on metal, a rock. Um, so yes, it definitely made a difference.
2: Mike, I got to tap in and, and into your your experience and your memories because uh, just so curious about what the locker room was like after you beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Walter Payton was a hero to so many kids, myself included, and to to know you know and to hear how distraught he was after achieving the ultimate goal as a as a team. What was that like after winning Super Bowl Twenty?
3: Well, um, I, I just think that, um, you know, Walter, um, you know, knowing all that he had endured to, to get to the Super Bowl and, and not be able to take the ball across the, the goal line, I, I'm sure that was disappointing. But um, at the end of the day, I think if Walter would have scored five touchdowns and we didn't win the game, Um, I think uh, he would have been a lot more distraught as well as everybody else. So, you know, it didn't turn out the way that it did. And all you have to do is look at the film and and know that the Patriots on defense said they may win the game. The the Bears may win this game, but Walter will not be a part of it. And uh, so I I can understand when you look at the film, every move that Walter made, the Patriots went all 11 up. So I I, uh, I get it. Um, at the end of the day, I, I wish that it would have been different. I wish that he would have had a chance to score. But, um, you know, we we focused on that immediately after the game. And then we got over it and just said, hey, we're just so happy that we won the game. And so was Walter.
1: Do you think about the ones that you didn't win, like the year before or after that? When you look back, do you feel like that era... Chicago Bears football that you should have won more than one Super Bowl.
3: Oh yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that. Um, but you know, it, it's it's interesting. The thing that I I've learned more so than anything else about playing on the Bears teams is it's it's all about the attitude. It's all about um, you know one for for all and all for one. And um, you know we were so hungry for Super Bowl, and we finally got there. And and um, you know we we just kind of lost perspective. Not not only the players, some of the coaches, some of the players, and it was unfortunate, myself included. Um, you know we're all to blame for for not ever getting back to a Super Bowl. Just um, so many, you know, we were the youngest team to go to the Super Bowl at that time, and uh, obviously it shows. Uh, we never went back again, but um, you know, there was a lot to learn. There was a lot to be thankful for. Uh, we were a, a great team, and um, it doesn't take much to lose it. It just doesn't.
2: Mike, uh, you mentioned that attitude, and I'm curious. A a lot of former Bears don't look at the franchise fondly. Uh, I'm curious if they ever tap into your knowledge, your experience, to talk about some of that attitude with the current teams, because as a Bears fan... I get sick to my stomach every time they play Green Bay, knowing that Green Bay is going to get over on them, and why can't we get over Green Bay? So do you have a relationship with the organization still, Mike, and, and do they tap into your knowledge, your expertise, to try and get through to some of these young guys that might not be with that same attitude, that all-for-one, one-for-all attitude? You know, I I,
3: I I just want to say this. I, I think the Bears are a great organization. They've been a um, you know, great tradition for many, many years. And, um, you know, I, I think they're doing the best that they can. And that's, that's all that we can ask. And, uh, you know, they're not the only team that, that are struggling and trying to figure it out. And, and hopefully at some point in time it, it comes to pass that, that uh, the Bears can get on, on track to, to really do some great things.
1: Mike, have you ever been to Rochester before? this Is this, this going to be your first trip here in two weeks?
3: Oh, no. No, I've been to Rochester before. Absolutely.
2: Give us a little preview without spoiling anything, what we might be able to hear you talk about at the uh, Hope Lives breakfast at the Double Tree coming up here in two weeks.
3: Well, it, it should be interesting. I'm excited to, um, to kind of uh, look at the format and, and uh, see the people there and, and um, you know, particularly what it's all about, what it's for. I'm excited about that. Hope is one of my favorite subjects, so, very excited about that.
1: Mike Singletary, again, uh, that is going to be next, not next, two weeks from now, Thursday the 28th, the Open Door Mission, Hope Lives Breakfast, the Double Tree on Jefferson Road. You can reserve your seat at opendoormission.com. And, Mike, I know I I speak on behalf of my broadcast partner, also named Mike. This this was a thrill here today. Thank you so much for your time, and really looking forward to seeing you uh, in town in two weeks.
3: Thank you. I appreciate it. God bless.
2: I mean, just all class. How much do I love that guy? <laughs> love that guy. Oh, I need a moment. Yeah. I, I th- look, moment. that's the
1: first time where I'm like, like, I'm looking at you like, this is your guy. Do you want to wrap this up? And
2: you are getting,
1: you're getting over clumped over
2: that, uh, dude. I got to tell you that for me, that's a thrill. It's a thr- and it's a thrill to to not only hear him talk about his journey, to hear him talk about his faith, but to to get a a, a peek inside the locker room, behind the curtain, to, to know like that moment, winning the Super Bowl a teammate is distraught because it didn't quite go the way he thought it was going to go and how it all played out and how they all kind of overcame that and and you know admitting we could have done more we should have done more we were kids we were stupid yeah i mean the guys just all class and and i know that the way it ended his coaching career in, in San Francisco, that it almost became like Mike Singletary almost became a punchline because he was so old school, because he was doing things in such an un- unorthodox way. I want winners. Yeah. yeah, it just didn't work with the guys that he had in that locker room, and I don't know that it'll ever work with with the current with this gen, you know generation of players that's coming up. You just lose touch with how to best communicate with them or get the most out of them. But man. Loved him as a player. Respected the job he did as a coach. And now, this this most recent chapter in his life? Yeah, I'm excited to hear what he has to say coming up here in two weeks. Well, you you, you touched on this too. The 85 Bears, you know, more than their share of tragedy. Yeah. Uh, the Dave Dorson stories is tragic. And, you know, that's a CTE story. But it's also a story of... And, and we hear this not just from NFL players, from any professional athlete. When you're done, your purpose is almost taken away from you. And so you have to view it through the lens of what he said, which is, no, this is the vehicle to my purpose. It's it's not my purpose. My purpose isn't football. My purpose is something bigger than football. Football is a vehicle to get me to my purpose and that's a hard thing for some people to realize once they're done playing once they realize I can't do what I used to do physically I'm not able to do it I have to hang it up oh my god what's next for some people it's family for some people it's it's kids it's it's raising a family for me that was that was eye opening right the moment my daughter was born my my life changed life as i knew it was over it was time to start a new life and that life has a purpose now. My purpose is to give my kids every opportunity they can get in order to have a life greater than the life I was provided. That's my purpose. And and you know, as he was saying, to to help others and get others to a place where they want to be, without worrying or judging w- what got them to where they are. Man, that was fantastic. I, I'm fanboying a little bit here, so please again bear <laughs> with me, Mike Singletary, the Hall of Famer here in the sports. Bar. I love seeing you get like this, buddy. Let's uh, let's take a break, and we'll come back. I'll drink to that is on the way next. We've got some takes on tap in the sports bar.
1: Yeah, it's, I feel like this kind of got lost because we had a one-hour show on Monday. We then came back on Tuesday. What in the world? To the fact that Wednesday, we're still talking about the Buffalo Bills. What in the world? But there's one quarterback that I saw this past week, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't think this is it. I'll explain, Deidre. And actually, this... Actually affects your bears. I'll explain. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, all, it's not the bears. They, they, see, you, see if you can follow me on that. And also, like this is a parenting thing. <sighs> what do you do when your son decides? Yeah, I'm going to go in a different direction.
3: Oh. All
1: right.
2: You, should I? Should I be proud? Should I be sad? We're going to put uh, it out all there. Right, yeah. I've got some plays for tonight's game. It's been a minute. But I'm feeling pretty confident going into uh, Thursday night football between the uh, Vikings and the Eagles because
1: you're in the uh, danger zone
2: I got a few plays and we'll share those plays coming up next with I'll drink to that you're welcome to pull up a stool anytime it's the Good Smoke Barbecue and and Pub Wingman line at 866-4FAN 866-4326 award winning barbecue from Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub the new location 135 West Commercial Street in East Rochester Good Smoke BBQ.com
0: Odyssey has sports for every fan Keep up with your favorite teams from
2: across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.